Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Smack off 29 on CBS Sports Radio. It is Smack Off 29. Quick reminder, stop overpaying for gas. With gas prices as high as they are, you need the free Upside app. Use my limited promo code ROAM right now to earn cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. You can earn real cash back on something you already do every day. Just download the free Upside app now. Do not forget to use my promo code ROAM for your limited bonus of $0.25 per gallon cash back. On your first tank, that is ROAM. I want to say one more thing about V. A guy that everybody hated, seemingly, shows up on the biggest stage, and now everybody loves him, and he did so in his debut. That's big. All right, my other takeaway from hour number one is that hour number one did not suck like last year. In fact, hour number one was incredible. It can only get better. Why do I say that? Because the champ is here. The champ is is here. We start hour number two. The champ is here. For years, we called him the best to never win one. Then last year, he won one, and he has no interest in stopping there. He has never missed the top 10. Never. Never missed the top 10 in his eight smack-off appearances. He is back to defend his crown. It is the reigning king of smack. It is Caleb in Green Bay. Champ, what's up? Jim Rome, what is up? Happy Friday. Happy getaway day for you. If that's the last time I hear hear the words defending champ, it was an honor. This call is dedicated to the great state of Wisconsin. All for one and one for all. Let's do it. Uh, It's good to hear James in Portland's voice. He's a one of a kind. He's honestly like the Rembrandt of the jungle because he spends so much time on the canvas. Uh, Jeff, you've accomplished what I never could, um, not just winning a smack-off, but when your triple chin becomes a single chin again. And, Mark, I can see the rider strike is still going strong. I don't know. I don't really follow that stuff that closely. If I wanted 140 extra characters on the show, I'd follow you on Twitter. V, uh, that was a great call, bro. I'm always proud of first-timers when they show up huge. Problem is, Dante Stallworth thinks your smack is pedestrian. Now, I bet a few people are wondering why I'm calling so early to defend my title, and it's pretty simple. I realized that early on, the smack-off would quickly devolve into the Comedy Central roast of Caleb in Green Bay, so I thought I'd get out in front of it and predict what my competitors would do. Now, Jim, I don't know if Left's calls are still executive produced by Rich Flores, but if I know him, he's probably going to come in here with a celebrity cameo, an old friend of the jungle, to pick on some unsuspecting member of the XR4TI. And it might sound a little something like this. What's up, boys and girls? I'm Roger Lodge, and welcome to another sultry episode of Blind Date. 
Coming up a little bit later, we set up an NBA player in New Orleans with a porn star and a schizophrenic comedian in Southfield, Michigan with a speech pathologist. But first, let's kick things off with Cindy Ann Caleb. Now, Cindy is a successful hair and makeup artist based in Southern California. She enjoys traveling and live music. Her lucky date this evening is Caleb, a balding, overweight slob who lives with his parents in Wisconsin. Let's look in on the action. Left, Cindy didn't ask for this, okay? Don't bring her down to our level. All she wants to do is put a couple layers of face cake on Romy and mind her damned business, okay? Don't worry, Cindy. I've got your back. And Rick and Buffalo, or as he's known during the smack-off, Gnarly Bucket, he's going to be loud and angry and talk about how much he hates his family. Not much of a prediction there, granted, but this guy's so ugly, whenever he calls, I keep looking for Sigourney Weaver to flush him out in airlock. And, Jim, Brad's probably going to come in here with another spiel about Mark in Hollywood. You know, far be it from me to tell a guy with six rings how to do this, but we've been making fun of Mark's acting career longer than he had an acting career. Okay, The only other blip on the timeline that's gotten this much run in the jungle is the pride of Calabasas High School, Eric and Lyle Menendez, go Coyotes. And the worst part about that case is not that two people were tragically murdered by their children. It's that Jim had to hear about it every day for the next 30 years on his radio show. It's the same with Mark. He's in one episode of Grey's Anatomy, one episode of CSI, and he played Whitney Houston's corpse in the biopic last year. That's it. I'm sick of hearing about it, Brad. Move on to something else. If you want to go after Mark, Make fun of his writing career. His IMDb page, I'm not making this up, says he has seven, quote, upcoming projects. Yeah, sure you do, Mark. And I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada. You wouldn't know her. And finally, Jim, it's clear after his call last year that I afraid he hasn't lost any MPH off his fastball. He's a legend. He's one of the best ever. All you have to do is ask him. I wouldn't be surprised if he mailed it in this year and resurrected an old bit just to prove a point. <clears throat> Our next contestant in the jungle spelling bee is Caleb in Green Bay. You know what? In order for me to do a proper Iafrady impression, I need to suck down about 12 Newports through a diesel engine. Just give me one sec. Iafrady on the bench. Caleb, your next word is Caleb. Oh, me no, me no. K A L E. B. Oh, I'm sorry, Caleb. In every frickin' corner of the literate English-speaking world, Caleb is spelled C-A-L-E-B. Thanks so much for playing. Our next contestant is Garrett Ritt. Romy, it's been real. Thank you. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, champ. On Wisconsin. You see what I mean? You don't need to go eight minutes to win this thing. That was tight. That was funny. That was clever. There's your champ. Is it enough? Will he go back to back? Will we have an interview with him at the end of the show? Nice job, champ. Well done. All right, let's keep moving. Why don't we keep it in the same great state? The next dude lives a little bit under the jungle radar, but he thrives there. He might not get a ton of hype, but he has top 10 Every main event that he has entered, he has hit the top five four times. Is it his time? Is he ready to finally rip that first strap? Checking into his seventh smack off. We keep it right here. There. The place where I will be tomorrow. The great state of Wisconsin. We go to Benny in Wisco. Benny, good luck. What's up? How are you? Um, well, man, good to be here. Hey, Caleb, I was going to mention how all of Mark and Hollywood's calls sound like game shows, but there you go with an actual game show call. 
And can you imagine the virtual high-five slash orgy that Mark held with his AI buddies after he hung up that call? And uh, thanks, James, for providing those sound drops from Mark's place in real time as well. So, uh, Jim, what are we burning on today? Or as Vic's doctor would say, what are we burning off today? And uh, let me start off by asking you an important question, Jim. See, not everyone's going to get this because it's kind of a Wisco resident to Wisco resident thing, but does Jeff Dahmer eat Mentos when his breath stinks? Now, let's get open and honest, Jim. It's time to put myself on blast for finishing in 10th place last year. 10th effing place. Now, if I were a Canadian caller, I'd still be wearing the smack-off 10th place champion crown, but I'm not, so let's, be- let's pick Benny apart a little bit today. Not because I'm a self-deprecating nut job like Caleb and Jeff in Southfield, not because I don't have anyone else to make fun of today, and definitely not because 85% of my jokes go over you idiots' heads 100% of the time. Now, I'm going to put myself on blast today because my competition sucks at it. But first, Jim... Uh, quick question, uh, Wisco to Wisco. Did Jeffrey Dahmer bring a knife and fork to the comedy club because he heard it was open mic night? Uh, moving on, that idiot Benny spent the first 10 seconds of his smack-off call last year screaming rebuttals into a phone that he himself forgot to unmute. And that was like half of his call. Benny's call last year was so petite and so short that it had to sit next to Mark in Hollywood in the front row of the class picture, all crisscross applesauce. Benny's call was so short that it had swimming lessons on the same night as Rick and Buffalo. And smooth transitions be damned. Benny, in years past, you would bitch at other people to clean it up, not only as an homage to jungle lore, but as an effort to get people to start giving a rat's ass about the event. Knock it off. Benny, Amber's back thought those transitions were rough. Tommy Lee Jones' razor thought that those transitions were bumpy. Hell, Jeff and Richmond's hemorrhoids thought that those transitions lacked preparation. Now, before I go on, Jim, Wisco to Wisco, of course, quick question for you. Did the Milwaukee police find a couple boxes of nerds in Jeff Dahmer's apartment after he was arrested? No, Benny, your delivery is choppy and mundane, and your voice sucks. Joe Kim Noah's mom's OBGYN thinks your delivery is ugly. You force sports takes into your calls by punning the ever-loving hell out of them. Can't you just provide a straight sports take? And why was Caleb so offended by the number of sliders that Florida left over the plate a few nights ago in Game 3 of the College World Series? See, it just can't be done. And what's with Benny's lisp? He sounds exactly like Caleb's smack-off profile the other day. That profile, by the way, sounded like someone kicked a youth pastor in the balls and told him to do a Mike Tyson impression for 20 minutes. Why doesn't Benny have the voice of really cool participants and callers like that fella Drizzle? Drizzle has the pipes to spit game and freestyle like those dudes in that movie 8 Mile. I bet he loves M&Ms, too. It's too bad the only thing Drizzle's got in common with the city of Detroit is his piston shorts. Before I finish up here, Jim, quick question for you. You ready? Did Jeff Dahmer have ass burgers? (laughs) And why is every outfit that Benny wears purchased at Costco despite the product being good and comfortable and available and fairly priced? And why does I afraid he call and yell at us every year about how good he is at, at this without being funny or entertaining? And why does Brad say the same thing over and over in every call without anybody noticing or caring? And why did Jeff and Richmond get detained at the airport for smuggling blow 
only for the TSA agents to find out that he put a pounded gold bond underneath his man boobs to combat man boob chafing. And why, oh why, isn't this state big enough for both Caleb's and my lift? It's because Benny and Wisco's call wasn't good enough. But he'll do better next year. Benny. <laughs> fellow Wisco resident to fellow Risco, Wisco resident. Not bad, Benny. Not bad at all. All right. Let's kind of gather ourselves right here. Do we do another one? You just had two of the best from the state of Wisconsin. Did we smash another one in here? Let's do it. I think it's time. How are you scoring this thing? Scored at home, scored on Twitter, and anything that you put on Twitter, hashtag smackoff. Hashtag smackoff. Best event ever, hashtag smackoff. Worst event ever, hashtag smackoff. Best call, worst call, anything. Just hashtag it smackoff. All right, next up. Undeniably, the most polarizing caller in the jungle. Not in the field, in the entire jungle. To some of you, he is an all-time favorite. To others, he is the worst thing that has ever happened to this program. Not the worst caller, the worst thing. And that caller, that caller is a dog. Appearing in his third smack-off and still trying to sniff out his first top ten. It is Paul's dog. Paul's dog, what's up? Or else, you'd never leave the house. 
Brewer, me, being the first canine ever to talk to Rome twice on Smack Off Day. Rough me, rum route. The dog. I don't think today is going to be the day that happens, Paul's dog. In fact, I know today is not going to be the day that happens. It's all right, though. The dog played his way in. It's a big stage. It's a different kind of day. You never know who's going to show up with what, unless you are one of the alphas. Take the dog. Kind of expected better things from the dog, honestly. Take V and the fee. Did not expect that from him. Amber did well. What about the two big dudes from Wisconsin? How are you scoring this thing now? It's pretty interesting the way it's developing. The reigning champ has already been in, Caleb. Benny, still looking for his first title. Paul's dog. That's going to bring on a lot of hate. I know that for the dog. When the dog is great, he gets a lot of hate. And if he's not great, he's going to get twice the hate. All right. When we come back, we continue. Smack off 29. What do you think about what you're hearing? Let me know on Twitter. Hashtag it smack off. If you're not about that, hit me up on email. I may have time to read an email. If you notice on Twitter, I'm retweeting a lot of your tweets. So hit me up on Twitter. Hashtag smack off. Or email us at Rome at haveatake.com. It is the 29th consecutive smack off. More when we come back. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Are you scoring it wherever you are? I would say at home, but wherever you are, are you scoring it? It's tough. This is tough to score. This is not an easy one to score. How do you have it? All right, we get right back to it because you know the alphas are coming in. Speaking of which, this is a jungle icon. This is the guy who invented the Smackoff dynasty. He is your 1999, 2003, 2005, 2006, and 2007 Smackoff champion. He made his first call into the main event at Smackoff 4 in 1998. And right now, he is every bit as dangerous as he was then. And that was 25 years ago. Today, he has a chance to tie the BIC with his sixth smack-off crown. You already know who I'm talking about. It is the Cablin Asian, Shawnee. Shawnee, it's great to have you back. What's up? I'm doing great, Jim. How you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. It's good to be back in. I got my bucket of chicken. I got my cardiologist here. I'm good to go. I'm ready for the annual stab at 5000 bucks, or as Jeff in Richmond calls it, Jim, generational wealth, Jim. Jeff, you're like, you're like, why do people talk about Brad in such glowing terms? Which, by the way, is a totally fair question. But my question to you is still, why do you talk like that? Like, why? That can't feel good. I'm so sorry you got dropped on your head as a kid, man. I'm so sorry. Now, quick reminder, for everyone going after my guy, Nick Casario, okay, the dude worked 100 hours a week for 20 years for Bill Belichick. He had Deshaun Watson bail on him five minutes after he landed in Houston. He worked in the same building with Aaron Hernandez for four years. I'm guessing that someone named Brad making fun of him on the radio doesn't really register for him. Sorry. 
Also, Nick is probably a cyborg who's at least three software patches away from feeling anger or remorse. So it's all just a big waste of time, Bradley, just like you. Look, when you work for the Patriots, Jim, you see some things, man. Like that story this week of some scrub from the Patriots like a decade ago saying that he would routinely see Gronk passed out in the trainer's room on mornings of games after partying the night before. And I'm like, yeah, of course he was. A, he's Gronk. B, the bar of acceptable behavior in the Patriots' tight end room back then was just don't murder people. I often imagine, Jim, what the conversations were like between Gronk and Aaron Hernandez when they'd arrive at the facility. Like, hey, man, what'd you do last night? Like, I drank tequila through a stripper's butt crack. How about you? Oh, me? Oh, I shot up an underground poker room. Oh, cool. Family on three. One, two, seven. Family. Thoughts and prayers. Hey, thoughts and prayers to the passengers on the Titan submarine. You go searching for the wreckage of the Titanic, and all you get to see was Alex Manoa's baseball career. That's terrible. Oh, and speaking of full-figured athletes, Zion Williamson, who would have guessed that Chunky Z's body would be breaking down at age 22? This dude got drafted in 2019, and he's played like the equivalent of like two weekend AAU tournaments in the NBA. And, of course, now he's got every corner of the Internet coming at him claiming he fathered their child. So at least we know one body part still works on old Zion Fertilianson. Dude, it's okay to order the entire right side of the menu at Morton's. It's not okay to order the whole right side of the menu on Instagram. By the way, props to the A's fans trying to keep their baseball team from moving. I respect it. Your reverse boycott was amazing. 27,000 fans showing up at a 63,000-seat stadium. 40% capacity. That'll show them. Look, A's fans, I like you, all 15 of you. But the only people impressed with doing your job at 40% efficiency are the post office, the DMV, and evidently Mrs. in Corona. Which brings me to today, Jim. Jim, as I was pondering, sitting there last night, going, okay, what am I going to say tomorrow? What am I going to talk about? My wife pops on this Netflix documentary called Chimp Empire. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Different tribes of chimps coexisting in the African jungle somewhere. And boom, there it was. The Jim Rome Show, The Jungle. It is Chimp Empire. Jim, it's incredible. You've got these chimps. Let's call them Les and Brad. And they're grooming each other. And they're picking bugs out of the other guy's back hair smelling each other's fingers. You've got all 10 chimps named Mark. That's how many Marks there are in this, right, Jim? There's like 10. Uh, they're, they're all playing grab-ass with each other. They even had an alpha chimp who'd clearly been busted in the head too many times. Let's just call him Chael. And he had this cute little baby chimp named Mike and Indy wrapped around his leg. Did I think it was weird that there was a chimp named Mike and Indy on this thing? Sure, I did. Definitely weird. So I'm sure many of you are going to say, nice analogy, Sean. Which chimp are you? Uh, bro, I'm the only human being in this damn place. I am the narrator, always have been, always will be, describing what rancid, drooling, disturbing specimens you all are. And so I will close with this. Let me be clear about one thing. I am perfectly fine with every other caller today or yesterday or Monday or every day mentioning my waistline, my hairline, and definitely my testosterone sponsorship, mencclinic.com, five locations throughout Houston, all with a lab on site. I'm totally fine with it. If we can just acknowledge there is not one good-looking person participating in the smack-off, not one. There are barely any good-looking people that listen to this show. I've been to, like, a dozen tour stops. I've seen what you all look like. Women do not view tour stops, or the smack-off for that matter, as a, quote, target-rich environment. There's not a woman out there taking the old Sports Illustrated article about the jungle into the bathroom, putting a sock on the door because she needs some alone time with Raider Mike or Ira Craig. Little-known fact, a smack-off contestant dies of heart disease every 48 seconds. 
The reason not all the smack-off invites make it on the air isn't because Jim runs out of time. It's because he runs out of contestants. So what I would ask as you cackle at whatever fat and bald jokes Brad's Googled for this year is to take a good hard look in the mirror. Not the way Brad does where he pops a Viagra and then stands there naked for four hours staring at himself, but less longingly and with great introspection and know that you're all bald, you're all hideous, you just don't do this nearly as good as I do. Happy Fourth of July, losers. My dude, Shawnee, the first ever dynasty in the jungle. And as I mentioned, he has lost nothing. Not any weight. Just kidding, Sean. Great job, dude. Awesome call. Awesome call. That's what he does. Not only does he do that, he does it effortlessly. He makes it look easy. He makes it seem easy. And I think for him, it is easy. Good job having your guy Nick's back, too. I like that. I liked everything about that call. Shawnee. All right, so is he going to run down the BIC? Where do you slot him? Where do you put Shawnee right now? The original dynasty. Appreciate you, Sean. Good job. All right, so I'm looking at my call screen here, trying to decide if I want to get another one in. I think I do, actually, before the bottom of the hour. His name's already come up, and his name is a thing. And it's already come up. He is straight up combative. He's got an edge. He has an epic set of pipes. He is the man who put a target on his own back. He is here for his second smack off. I'm about to say his name. Repping the great state of Kansas. His name is Drizzle. Drizzle in Wichita. Drizzle, my guy, what's up? Yo, what's happening with you, Rummy Rome? How you living today, Good, baby? dude. How about you? Yo, I can't count it. You got it as always. You did what I'm sizzling. But yo, Jimmy, I'm going to sit back for a minute, relax your mind while I tell you a story about a man named Brad, a spoiled little rich kid whose daddy ain't paying enough attention to him or his mama. And as a result, she became that overtan rich lady who drank too much vodka and wore too much makeup trying to hide the liquor wrinkles and shame. Then he hijacked his entire personality from Ryan Reynolds when he was in Van Wilder. And no one called him out on it. Instead, just to be around the money, they said, hey, Brody, you can make it out in Hollywood. And after all that, blamed his rich-ass daddy. Because instead of spending time at home, he was off with the secretary. And when it came down to it, he was mad that his son had to come crawling back. But one day, he decided he was going to become an adult. So we called the Jim Rome show and when he did it, he recorded it. He went back and he played it for his daddy. He put his hands gently on Bradley, smiled and turned around and walked away in even more shame. Look, Bradley, I know it can't get any worse for you. So I'm going to chill out for a second, but don't worry, pimpin'. When I get that 5k, I'm going to just donate it right back to you. That way you can take that money, head out that condo and your daddy can get back to the secretary. Now, look, I know people talking about Eminem this, Eminem that already, and I ain't even tripping on all that because it ain't something that I ain't already heard before. But I know dude really just mad because every time he check out Amber in Portland, he knows no matter what he does, he could never be a real woman. All y'all talking about how my style played out, this and that, and I don't ever say nothing. Meanwhile, Paul's dog could never be the real triumph dog. And then you get this guy, Rick, out in Buffalo, who's just like the Bills. You think he's got talent till he's around real winners. Now, I ain't came to get the block hot. I came to blaze the city. Now, Jimmy, what's my name? 
Drizzle. Look at Driz. I told you, you best not try that guy. Wow. So my man finally showed up. I don't want to say he finally showed up, but I mean, he showed up in a different way today. He showed up on the big stage. Drizzle knew what time it was. He knew where he was. Wow, dude. Good job. Well done. Is that enough to win it? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. That was better than a lot of what I've heard. That was violent. That was vicious. You still want to try that guy? Hey, John, do you want to rethink your stance? Damn. Drizzle. All right. I love that. Hey, I mean... We might as well keep it going. Let's play the threat out. This guy had one of the great turnarounds ever, and it was based on what he said about the guy who came before him. Very few clones have ever experienced a one-year turnaround like this clone pulled off. Storming into the main event off his best year, a career year in the jungle, and he's about to make it. To the airwaves in the smack off for only the second time. It is my dude. It is John in New York. John, brother, what's going on? Jim, glad to be on the big stage. Good to hear from my man, Romy Rome. Anyway, I was looking at the famous Brad Beach picture, Jim, and the Greg Norman Beach photo and had a couple, came to a couple conclusions. One, Brad could never, and I mean ever, say that Greg Norman is his father. And two, whatever Greg Norman was carrying in his pocket that day, Jim, looked eerily similar to the cigar that Brad had in his mouth in his beach photo. I'm just saying. I had a chance to read Greg Norman's new book, How to Beat an Everett. It was three pages long, Jim. The cover, the beach photo, the back cover. I could only think where the bleep we'd be had you had that type of weaponry, Jim. I heard the other I heard the other dope left in Laguna ordered five Peloton bikes upon hearing about the recall because the seats would fall off and ride is possibly being impaled on the post seat. When Les went to return all the bikes, they refused them because they said the bikes smell like crap. I heard Les is looking to get an ear reduction, Jim. So he's scheduled to fight Mike Tyson sometime this summer. Ah, I'm sorry, no. dude. You don't like that car. I don't like that car. Between your distractions or losing your place on the script and the bad jokes and the bad puns, not your finest moment, dude. It is still for the best of the best. I told you, there'd be no fear today. Only alphas, only monsters. And you weren't showing any of that. I respect you shooting your shot, but you hit the side of the backboard. You're still my guy, John. You know how it goes. Today was not your day. Should have known when Drizzle came as hard as he did. I think that was part of it, man. I think part of it was Drizzle came in, and he came in hard, and then John had to follow him. All right, when we return. Again, I'm looking for your reaction. Who is surprising you? Who has the lead right now? Who are you disappointed in? Anything at all, hit me up on Twitter, at Jim Rome. Hashtag it, smack off. 
I'm going to be straight. I'm not going to give up exactly where I'm coming from. Some of you have disappointed me today. Some of you have surprised me today. And some of you have just been straight up awesome today. Take a short time out. And, you know, we still have not heard from some of the best of the best. As an example, Rick in Buffalo still looking for his first trap. We have not heard from the GOAT yet. We have not heard from Left yet. Got some big players still ahead. Don't go anywhere. Smack off 29 continues. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Smack off 29 on CBS Sports Radio. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Not only am I going to say this thing is wide ass open, this is as tough an event to score as we've had in a number of years. This one is close. Really close. Let's keep moving. Arguably the most dangerous clone in the jungle. A high-volume daily contributor to the program. He's had an incredible year in the jungle. He is your 2010 champ. Your third-place finisher from just a year ago. Entering his 16th smack-off. It is Broadway Victor. Vic in NoCal. Vic, what's going on? If you're getting ready for work this morning, then you're probably not Ira Craig. Hey, Ron, what's up, man? Dude, I'm just fooling with you, man. No irate Craig jokes today. Those are stupid. That's not going to get it done, man. And I'm looking to score big today. I'm looking to score like my name was Alvin DeLoro. And we already know that guy's deal. Dude, little Alvy gets so much ass, his high school nickname was Mo Cheeks. And it wasn't just because of his crazy point guard skills. No, Alvin's a horny little guy with a one-track mind. I mean, for God's sake, he's like the last person left in America who still owns a Richie Sexton jersey. As Brad and Corona might say, Jim, I'm not saying Alvin DeLauro is the world's foremost expert on Brazilian jiu-jitsu per se, but he does hold a ninth-degree black belt in performing the old rear-naked poke, if you know what I mean, Jimbo. Hey, by the way, I like that Benny call right now where he spent three minutes smacking himself. I liked it better the first time when Mike DeTola did it ten years ago. I can't wait for Benny's call next year, though, when he comes in with a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reset that's just straight fire. Maybe even a little revenge of the nerds. Hey, Rome, that RSVP call Caleb made, where he called Jeff and Richmond a fat pig, dude, that was the real-life version of that famous Spider-Man meme. You know, the meme where, like, three identical Spider-Mans are all pointing at each other. I can totally see, like, Caleb, Jeff and Richmond, and Shawnee Pendergast all three of them dressed up in their Spider-Man outfits, pointing at each other and calling each other fat. The fact is, though, all three of these guys never had the makings of a varsity athlete. You know, I mean, hell, Jeff in Richmond has so much peanut butter coursing through his veins, I'm going to start calling him Jif in Richmond. And I'm pretty sure the only reason 
Little Shawnee Pendergast ever learned about fractions in grade school was thanks to the quarter pounder with cheese. And I know for a fact that Caleb broke down and cried when he found out his Milwaukee Bucks were getting rid of O.J. Mayo. He wrote an angry letter to the team demanding some answers, and the Bucks had to explain to Caleb that they were only getting rid of O.J. Mayo the player and not his favorite drink at the concession stands. Oh, by the way, Rome, that reminds me. Is there anything more ironic than the fact that you can't spell Caleb without using the word kale? I mean, because that stuff is like kryptonite to him. Now, Rome, when I think of the smack-off in the 15 years I've been doing this, I got to say, man, I know we crack on each other a lot, but I got to admit, I'm proud to be part of this crazy group, man, this smack-off brotherhood of ours. Because here's the thing, Rome, when, when you make it into the smack-off field, it's like joining a special fraternity. You know, it's like now you're part of something cool. Like you belong to a select group of like-minded people who are just some solid guys, stand-up guys, you know, just some real good fellas, if you will. All right, I'm pulling up to the smack-off cabana. I'm right outside. And what do you know? It's Mud and Valet here to park my car for me. What's up, Mud and Valet? Here you go, buddy. Don't get any scratches on her now. Yeah, he watches my car for me. It's a lot better than leaving in the garage, you know? It's a lot quicker this way. All right, let's cross the street to the side entrance here. Ah, Drizzle, my man. You working the door today, huh? Here you go, buddy. Here's a 20 spot for you. You're doing a hell of a job. Yeah, Drizzle is a guy who's not quite good enough to come inside, but we let him hang around the building. All right, I'm going in. You following me, camera guy? Okay, good. Ah, looky here. It's Brad and left, grab-assing in the corner again. Every time I come here. Every time, you two. Oh, and what do you know? It's Frankie Carbone. Arr, Stevie Carbone, how you doing? Oh, you took care of that thing for me. Okay. All right, now, let's go through the kitchen now, where we find our boy Shawnee the Gut. He's a made man. And then we got Mike the Dentist, who was Jeff the Lawyer's brother. And there's Johnny the Brick, and his guys, Ricky Big Nose and Ricky Four Eyes, who are actually the same guy. And then we got Mikey Two Times, who got that nickname because he says everything twice, like, I go hard in the paint because y'all can't. Hard in the paint because y'all can't. I do declare, I do declare. Ah. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that car. I don't like that car. Rare is the day that you see a former champ get run, but we just won't get anywhere. What's up, Tommy? Tommy looks shocked. Uh, It's just not his best day. That's just not Vic's best day. Vic's best will beat the best, but that was not his best day. I never thought that I would see myself running him, but... That was not his best. All right, let's go. Next up, the loudest, angriest, most red-ass clone in the jungle. I love him for it. He was your 2019 runner-up, appearing in his sixth smack-off, hunting his first strap. He is the RIB. He is Rick in Buffalo. Rick, what's up? Thanks for having me back this year, Jim. This stuff never gets old, my dude. Hey, Paul's dog. The only dog more insufferable than you is Vic's wife. And Vic, the only thing worse than a gimmick is a gimmick that doesn't hit. And the only thing worse than a gimmick that doesn't hit is having to spend six months with that loser Rich Flores to create it. And you're right, Jim. Nobody had more smack-off season run than Jeff from Richmond. But by far the best part of it 
was the prediction video his 94-year-old mother sent in. Not sure if you saw it or not, but I do have to admit she keeps herself in pretty good shape. I guess wheeling her footless, fat-ass son all over the city the last few decades has its perks. So if you're listening, Mother Mary, go ahead and slide into my DMs, and I'll show you what a real 18 and three-quarter inch pipe looks like, you old bag. And Jim, I was really pumped to hear that Caleb decided to use the five grand last year to finally try and get laid. Only problem was, when the girl of his dreams showed up at his Eagle River bungalow, she took one look at that levy belly and said, Sorry, fat boy, it's going to take at least ten grand to make it worth touching that thing, you friggin' slob. But on a happier note, Jim, the Decca Moo was a huge hit when Caleb walked his sister down the aisle on her wedding day last summer. Instead of flower petals, the guests threw Tootsie Rolls and fish sticks. A beautiful ceremony from what I'm told. And unlike most Western New Yorkers, Jim, I was really happy for Jack Eichel this season. Rarely does a player demand a trade and end up in the perfect landing spot. I mean, is there a better fit than the city of Las Vegas in a raging cokehead? Instead of joining his teammates post-game for the celebratory champagne out of the cup, little Jackie boy rushed to the strip to blow lines at his favorite hook house. And save the he should have won the con smite nonsense, the a-hole scored as many goals as I did in the finals. 0.00. And Stefan Diggs is another one who's really been pissing me off lately. When I heard he was in the building but blew off mandatory practice a couple weeks ago, I hightailed it to one Bills drive, looked him straight in the eye and said, listen here, 14, I'm not sure when it happened, but at some point this offseason, you ceased being Steph Diggs and turned into Steffi Graf. He said, say it again, Rick, and see what happens. What's going to happen, Steffi, is this. You're going to get your ass to practice tomorrow, or I'm going to beat it. And you know what happened, Jim? He was the first one at practice, because even Stefan Diggs knows the RIB doesn't write checks with his mouth that his ass can't cash. And was Brad really in here this week saying my peener could unlock my iPhone? Let's just say I come from a real place of power down there, Jim. And my peener can unlock just about anything, most notably Brad's wife. Now that explains all the East Coast business trips this spring, doesn't it, Bradford? So from now on, Jim, you can go ahead and call me Rich Gossage, because just like the goose, I specialize in the high, hard one, porn stash and all. And just like it is to you, Jim, family's the most important thing to me. We also had a high school graduate this year. Out of a class of 318, my daughter ranked 310th. Now, I wasn't mad or anything. Just surprised there's actually eight kids dumber than she is. I'd say there's still hope for my seven-year-old, but this idiot still can't tie his shoes and pisses the bed three nights a week. Some good news, good news though, Jim. Just found out I knocked up the neighbor's wife. And who knows, 
Maybe the third one will be the charm. War Trapper and Dana Point. Gone but never forgotten. War My Fat Ass Old Man. Gone but never forgotten. War Marv Levy. No place I'd rather be than right here, right now. Thanks for the vine, Jim. Who loves you, baby? The R.I.B. hit his post and gets us out right on time. Rick in Buffalo. How do you score this thing? The last hour coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere.